Presenting Randy Baker and Dr. Kent. Welcome to the Reputation Capital Podcast. And on our Reputation Capital Podcast, we talk to guests who have reputation that they can capitalize on. So today, Randy's joining us from the road. Uh, he said he'd save a pancake or two for me. So you might you might hear some really cool background noise in this interview, which is always a fun thing. Envision yourself. Where are you, Randy? I'm in Phoenix right now, Phoenix, Arizona. It's a balmy 113 degrees. Uh, so today we have the pleasure of talking to Keisha. Keisha uh, King-Brown, um, you know, really fascinating perspective on AI and kind of adjusted our thinking just a little bit. And she also dropped a secret about a, a, a new business that's about to be launched next month. So I'll leave her to talk about that. You better run and go get that phone there yeah. in the background. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, check out the interview. Here it goes. Good to talk with you, Keisha. In terms of kind of what you do in the world, I'd love to hear how you interact with all those AI bots and order them around. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> are you kind to the robots? <laughs> so actually, uh, you know, there's two kinds of AI. You have what you're talking about, kind of the, the bots. I am kind of bots, by the way. Uh, I try to be kind to most people. But uh, the bots are kind of what we call the, causa the causation side of AI. And then there's the other side of AI, which is the learning side. And that's kind of the side that we focus on is, is the learning side of AI. Um, which is, to me, the more fun side. So we talk a lot about reputation and reputation capital, which is basically the value of your reputation in the marketplace. How do bots gather reputation? Well, uh, like I said, we don't really we don't really do bots, but I will tell you that bots um, they gather reputation through gathering information. So they interact with clients by asking several questions and then kind of putting all of the answers and the information together, kind of to figure out what does the customer like, what do they want to see. And even in some cases, uh, depending how complex, fancy the bots that that company has, being able to predict in some cases uh, what the customer may want in the future. And so it allows that company maybe to have a, a reputation or credibility around being able to predict uh, behavior and really build a better relationship uh, with those clients and those customers. So artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. usually much smarter than I am. How does machine learning kind of work and where do you see the application going in the future? Yeah, so the machine learning side of AI, and we do use that portion, is more of kind of the science portion of it. Um, so if you kind of remember when you were in grade school back in the day and, you know, your teacher's like, okay, create a hypothesis, right? And then based off that hypothesis, now create an experiment and then continue to test that. And based off that testing, you're going to get a lot of data. Um, and then once you have that data, you can kind of figure out and correlate the who, the what, the when, the why, um, and then figure out what to say and how to better interact with, in this case, how to better interact with clients or how to better build your service or your product, et cetera. It's the scientific portion of AI that gives you the facts and the data. 
I think in the future, um, it's just going to get better at, at learning and correlating what information it gathers to give us better and better and better insight. And the fact that it can do it, you know, at two thirds the speed of light is incredible. That's why it's smarter than us. <laughs> and so I think in the future, it's just going to continue to get better. It's never going to replace us. It's just going to make us better at what we do. So I'm, I'm fat. So two thirds of the speed of light. Yeah. I find that fascinating. So tell me more about that. Uh, where did that fun fact come from? That's, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, and that doesn't come from me, you know, that comes from the, the experts at different companies like Gartner and Forrester and different companies like that. But that's, that is why AI is such a differentiator. Um, it's because it learns and is able to extract data and then figure out what the data means so much more quickly than we can as humans. And so once you combine that data with our human expertise, which is kind of what our what we do in our company, you can just, there's so many things that you can do with it because it's just, if we <laughs> tried to do what it does, I would be working with the same client probably until, <laughs> you know, the end of time, right? So, so I love that you went there because I think that's the um, that's the magic of everything is um, you know where does human stop and where does uh, artificial intelligence start and how you know how do they support one another how can they make the world a better place so if I go if I go out of the professional arena we can kind of come back there mm-hmm. in, in a couple minutes into your into the personal arena so I'm curious how you ended up here how you got the name Keisha. Uh, <laughs> All all the things. The, what's your story? The, the the cool curl of your hair. All the things. You know, you know that's funny. So um, I'm glad that I got the name Keisha because if you really wanted the truth, my dad's name is Herman, and he wanted to name me Hermanetta. If that concerns you at all, wow. Yeah, uh, and I think my nana, who was my mom's mom, kind of stepped in and was like, "Hey, hey, you know." I, I think she kind of helped with the name Keisha. Um, I could have been Hermanetta, so just side note there. <laughs> but uh, I. But now we know. <laughs> now we know your password on your email. It's, it's Hermanetta. <laughs> it's probably her, it's Hermanetta. <laughs> but yeah, I you know I was a career in retail. Believe it or not. I had a career in retail, mostly as a district manager for uh, Fortune 200 companies. Um, I fell in love with technology at Best Buy. Hmm. And, you know, I was blessed to perform, you know, at the top of the company, had great teams. So I got to do a lot of company level projects, things like that. And one of the things that has always been a passion for me is kind of the customer side, right? So if you think customer centricity. And so I used to manually try to figure out, okay, this store could do so much more in sales. Let me go figure out where in this zip code for this demographic, for this culture, for this age group, I could be getting more sales. And I would literally drive to neighborhoods and try to figure out how can I get more sales in these zip codes? And Hmm. and I would manually try to do these things. Well, these are the things that AI does, right? Right. I then went to Old Navy. They, they recruited me from Best Buy and I was a DM there. Blessed again with top level performance, got to work on company level projects. Same thing. I'm like, okay, how can we maximize growth? And I'm in the weeds again with the customer like, okay, well, there's some group of customers. How can we figure out how, you know, at a store where there was like a 90% customer base, but like they weren't in my stores and I'm trying to figure out why, Right. Well, AI can do that for us, right? There's another side besides machine learning that's, that's natural learning language processing. And we can talk about that later, but like 
I was trying to do all these things manually as a district manager. And, you know, my bosses, my peers were like, what are you doing, Keisha? We don't do that. <laughs> like, we don't do that. I'm like, well, why? Like this, like, I'm not trying to hit goals. I'm trying to maximize them. And this is how we take care of customers, right? And so when I came out of retail, I did a consulting business for a little while, helping smaller retail businesses figure out how to grow their businesses and build strategy. And I, I happened to meet someone at this AI company and they're telling me about what they do. And I'm going, oh my God, like if I had this when I was a district manager, this would have been awesome. And I partnered my consulting business with the AI company. And it just got to the point where I said, I should just, I just really just should work here. This company is amazing. And, and, it, and they're headed to where they're going to be taking over their industry. And they apparently liked me <laughs> and they let me come on board. And so that's kind of how I got from retail to this AI company was, you know, what I've always had in my mindset and my passion, they were doing, but they're doing it with technology. Um, that's kind of how I got there on my journey. So, so I'm very, that's a great, that's a great story and inspiring and, and exciting. Um, and hearing you speak with such passion about, about it is, is really compelling. So I'm curious, uh, in terms of, I've also kind of read about AI and the bias that AI kind of creates in neighborhoods and communities and, you know, among BIPOC populations and, and all kinds of things. So I'm curious what your opinions are on that and how that kind of, I assume that humans have to kind of plug in in some way to support the system, fix some things, adjust, all of that. I'm curious, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on all those studies that have come out? Yeah, I, might, I think there can be cases where um, humans can put their own biases into AI. I think there's also the ability to allow the AI to learn to a degree where you just take the data and then you use the data that it gives you to build solutions for the customer. And so I work with a company that does the latter, right? We have, we have four levels of learning. We take the learning for what it is. And unlike some companies, we don't manipulate the data after we get it. We don't, we don't try to change it into what, okay, well, it gave us this. And now we also believe this. So we're going to add that to it. And then we're going to build a solution, right? We take it for what it is. Even well, we may have a personal opinion. And sometimes our clients are like, no, but we think this. We think this. So we're going to do this plus what the AI says. And we're like, well, no that's not going to give you the biggest bang for your buck and your ROI. It doesn't make sense to you now, but this is what the, the data is telling us based off your client base. Yeah. That's really interesting. And, 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 and what's it, so if, if I were to say, you know, project into the future, the net, just, just as a, a futurist, as someone who understands AI a lot better than I do and so forth, what are the dangers we're kind of opening up? Versus, because I, I saw you kind of edge against, you know, some of the competitors, <laughs> dot, 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 <laughs> you know, like, what's the, what are the dangers versus what are the benefits? Because it's, it's obviously yeah, both. There right? are dangers of, you do have the ability to allow AI to get into, you know, private information, right? Private personal information, right? If you let it, right? Um, and there's, you know, and it depends on some states you're in. States have different regulations as well. Currently, we just we choose just across the board, regardless of state, not to pull any of that information. Right. Whether it's 
social security number or, you know, different things like that. Things that is just not comfortable information for people that they want to be shared. Right. So I think that's where the danger can be information where people can start to steal your identity and different things like that. And so I think people have to be really companies have to be really careful, regardless of state regulation, not to put customers on edge just because it's available. That makes sense. So as an executive with your company you're with, what is it that you personally are building? Are you building a career? Do you have a side hustle? Are you building something? And is there any way we can help you with that? Um, So, uh, yeah, so personally, uh, my role and what I love to do is I look for other companies or organizations where we can uh, collaborate. So I'm not looking for the next sale, right? I'm looking for other companies that have strategies and visions for growth where it can be mutually beneficial. Uh, I wouldn't say I have a side hustle. Uh, I I do also work with a up and coming uh, startup company that is in the pre-launch phase called I Do Systems. So uh, you'll hear more about that coming. It's focused on uh, small business owners. As far as what you can help me with, you know, if you you come across anybody who uh, has passions that align with mine that maybe can collaborate with, as I've just mentioned, uh, for you know mutual growth, I'd love to to meet them. Tell me a little bit more about your your pre-launch company, if you can. Um, obviously, some people want to keep that information about what they're doing um, private, but if there's anything you can tell us about that, that'd be helpful. Sure. So, IDU Systems has created um, the platform. It's a SaaS startup. It's a platform called Pillar 5 for the five pillars of business, which are infrastructure, management, marketing, finance, and credit. And it's basically to give you, take the guesswork out of starting a business, right? So it's automated platform from seed to maturity. What are the next steps in your business? It gives you a diagnosis around where you're on the life cycle stage, any missteps you had in a previous life cycle stage you were in that you need to go back and finish so that you can be as stable as possible. We're trying to reduce, we'll call it the death rate of businesses, um, that we currently have because 50% don't survive after five I years, do. right? Mm-hmm. So it will give you sequentially the next steps that you need to do in your business. There are resources inside the tool that help you do each of those steps, whether they be video downloads or people resources um, that you can partner with to help you get there. We have had entrepreneurs, coaches, sponsors, even partnerships like Sharon Lecter, who are sponsors of our platform. Um, they're very excited about us going to launch, and I'm very excited about the next phase of our business. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Is that business in particular aimed towards a certain demographic, uh, like a, a non-traditional entrepreneur, or is it just kind of standard to all entrepreneurs, or what's the, what, what is the audience there? So small businesses in the first couple of years of their business, under 250000 about under $250,000. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. Micro. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I, I always find it funny that an S, you know, now we have small to medium businesses and then small business, like, oh, small business, you know, uh, yeah. what is it? 10 million, 50 million, whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, what about micro, micro businesses? Yeah. So yeah. I like that. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. I wanted to dive in one last question and then we'll, we'll, we, we like to keep these short and punchy. Right. Uh, but Keisha, I'd love to ask you about 
if I were to say, you know, at six, seven, eight years old, what would your mom or dad have said about you? How would they have described who you are and what you do? Six, seven, eight years old. You know what? They would have said I was a tomboy at six, seven, eight years old. My best friend was uh, lived like two doors down from me and it was a boy. And that's who I hung out with all the time. And uh, yep, they would have said I was a, a tomboy. They would have said I was already independent to a fault. <laughs> um, and uh, that's probably how they would have described me. I was I was already a big sister at that point. I have a younger one younger sister who is about four and a half years younger than me. I've always been a great big sister, according according to them and according to her. So that's probably what they tell you. So I love the independent to a, to fault, a fault because <laughs> what that does is that defines entrepreneurship particularly for folks under 250k right mm -hmm. so i love i love that you have that sort of internal brand um anyway yeah well really fun talking to you keisha what's where can people find you online or where are you driving people yeah so uh you can find me on linkedin of course and uh um it'd be at keisha k-i-e-s-h-a-k and then you can find me uh website uh, which would be the sales master AI, S A L E S M A S T E R dot AI. Cool. Very cool. How soon can our budding entrepreneurs expect your new business to launch? You know what? You can look for us next month. Very soon. That's exciting. Awesome. That's exciting. Very exciting. So one more, one more time. Give us, give, give that new business a plug. New business will be. The platform will be Pillar 5, and it'll be Pillar5.com. Pillar5.com. Very nice. Nice. Yes. Cool. Thank you so much, Keisha. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Well, thank you, Keisha. Thank you for your time today. We really enjoyed learning a little bit more about AI and the difference between AI and bots. And I particularly, being a business geek, love to hear about uh, Pillar 5. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, really amazing to hear about the new startup, and we can't wait to see that come out. And in the meantime, um, thinking about how AI will invade our privacy and every other aspect of our lives. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I have no idea. In any case... Uh, if you'd like us to invade your life, uh, no, actually, we won't. We'll, we'll, we'll treat you well. But you can come to our website at uh, thoughtpartnergroup.com, and there's an assessment at the top. It'll just take a, a minute of your time. And if you spend a minute there, we'll spend a minute taking a look at it. But before you go there, please subscribe to our podcast. We'd love you to get the next episode. We'd love you to listen to all the stuff we come up with. Uh, and if, if you do subscribe, uh, let us know and Randy will send you a pancake from that, from that diner on the road. Perfect. Just give me your address. I'll deliver it. Sort of. Virtually. Maybe. Maybe.